When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, look! You're in a headline. Tests must come before IPL, says Giles. That's not you, is it? Oh, is it Ashley Giles? That's good. We should cut that out and stick it on the wall. Uh, it's like all newsrooms do that. They all not, cut I don't out. think anymore. I don't think they, there's nobody works in newsrooms anymore. The Times is only four people now. In the in the old days, in yes, the, old the days, subs yeah. always yeah cut out headlines and stuck them on the wall. I had I I had one that said something because like so Esther Ranson the day and they go going I've never been so lonely in my life says Esther and I cut it out and stuck it on yeah, the yeah. side of my thing. It made me laugh every day. Or even, funny as a walker plummets to death from high cliff. Exactly. Yeah. Esther's maiden name is Walker. Feel free to go back and laugh. I'm waiting for you. That's a catalogue. Is that catalogue? Yeah, I'm waiting for you. That's what I do when I pass my letter. Yeah, who's it from? No, that that sounds so shit. Oh, a letter. No, that's like in the Archers. I'll just quickly have some of my drink. (laughs) Oh, is that a letter? I'm going to do. I'm going to do some work now. I wasn't sure whether we should. um, Okay. Well, you have you got an idea for a column for me? Come on. Yeah, I do, but my idea is so good that I want to leave it till later. Yeah. Should we talk about my outfit? Okay. Because what I wanted to know is basically I've got that t-shirt. Well, I've changed out of the one which I think was too nipply. Was it too nipply? You were just a bit cold. But the thing, I mean, look, and you, so you walked in and said, is this too nipply? And I said, yes, yes, darling, but you've got beautiful nipples, so it doesn't matter. It's like, you, have I really? Yeah, you look great in clothes. We've no, discussed this before. have I got beautiful nipples? Yes. What maketh a beautiful nipple? I mean, what's the... You're just in good shape, darling. You've got, you've got a nice... I, I don't More. want... No. <laughs> no on. Okay, no. So, but I felt a bit nipply. And then you said... And I said, shall I wear it out to go and have lunch? And mm-hmm. you said, only with a shirt over the top, which I can see. Yeah. Because you shouldn't go out with a t-shirt after basically 30 into town. No, no, no. That's not correct. But that, that is a... Uh, look, we won't go into where the t-shirts are on. It's a cheap t-shirt, right? Yeah. And you're wearing it because it's got a something funny on the front and you said it's a cheat you said it's a standard fruit of the loom t-shirt yeah. flattering on nobody and nobody. i does that just mean i'm fat because it's flattering on someone who doesn't bulge it's flattering on no I'm, no 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 not even not even really not even brad pitt could wear brad Pitt's exactly who i'm thinking of a- you know ever since what was the the violent quentin tarantino brad pitt film fight club no hollywood that wasn't tarantino oh hollywood, hollywood one, story one night in, hollywood tale or whatever that's that once one. upon a time in hollywood that's where brad pitt dresses in exactly this 501's converse right hawaiian shirt over t-shirt and i watched it and i've tried so many permutations and i don't look like brad pitt okay mm. so this is as close as i can get and this is okay to wear a hawaiian rayon shirt over the yep that 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 kind of style of hawaiian rayon shirt's probably got another 18 months left in it before it's a bit passe really yeah you have to modernise, modernise or die. Do, so this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Uh, this is some radio. stuff for Ben to use for. Look, this is this is that's some stuff. It's it's some background. You weren't as mean as you're supposed to be. Why would I be mean? You normally you were before you said sort of mean things. I'm never. I mean about all aspects of your personality, apart from the way that you look.
Are you playing the computer? Is that a, are you no, buying all, all, online no, food? No, all my notes are on my computer. Shut okay. Up, oh, up. notes. Yeah. Well, I, I, okay, I, here's one. Here's a fun one. All yeah. right, 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 right. Okay. So COVID stats. Okay. You know those dismal numbers at the end of every prime minister's briefing or at the beginning, you know. But, but, but. Okay. So your piece would be, I miss our COVID stats. I mean, obviously you don't. Good but, you idea. Know, I miss up, but wait. Ten. But wait, COVID, hang on. Is this your really good idea or is this... No, 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 no. There's no, a better one. No. I've got so many notes. We're getting, it's going to be one of those ones where you have a really good idea and we talk about it and then I don't use any of my notes. Look, all your notes are crap. You're, have you got anything else? Look, time to go. No, you put down, you put down anything. You, put, you literally write down, you're so... Wait, in your... Can I just say that in your process of getting ideas for this podcast, you are totally unselective. You see some random piece about penguins. You're penguins. What can I say about penguins? Because in the radio show, Mark Donan and me, we can do, do sort of like talk shit about penguins, but no one cares because it's live and they've got to put something on the air. So right. they have to use it. Yeah. Whereas in the podcast, it has to be a bit more discerning. Well, what I have, I have, I have. Having a I poo, have a best s- thing ever, question yeah, exactly. mark I've written. There's <laughs> simply no argument, is there? <laughs> the point, the time will come when that is my column. I Janice cannot... Turner on gender politics in new universities. Matthew Paris on wither the, the, the Monday club in the Tory party. Jaros Coroning on, 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 Having a poo. Best thing ever. <laughs> Listicle. Having a wheeze quite nice. Depends how long. First poo of the day or second poo of the day most exciting. Because the first poo of the day, it's like expected. You get up, you start stirring the tea. Right. <laughs> Off you go. Grab the newspaper. Get to the... Is there time to get the paper? Hop, hop, hop. Into the loo. Read the paper. <laughs> Flush. Lovely. No one in there. Have first poo of the day. Have some tea. Have some coffee. Kids start getting dressed. Suddenly, 10 to 8, little rumbling. Ooh, another poo. <laughs> and that's like a surprise because you're not necessarily going to have it, you know? Right. It's quite often that you don't have another poo until the next day. That second poo. And, the, and on the second poo, it really clears you out. It's like you feel so, you, real spring in your step on the second poo. Anyway, sorry. Well, so what was your, I have to try and get you laughing, you see, to get this podcast started. We'll get on to the deft political satire in a minute. This is that you are so disgusting. Why? You That's are like, so. Why are boys so obsessed? Why with what me? happens in the toilet? Why am, just... why am I like the most prominent columnist in the Times? Why do I have three columns in the Times, a podcast and a radio show, when all that I think is funny is having a poo? Yeah. How have like... I managed to make a career pretending that other things interest me across <laughs> multiple platforms? TV series, books, everything. But the truth is, all I all I care about is a third poo, the mid afternoon third poo. <laughs> literally. But don't you start to worry that there's something wrong with you if that happens? No. No, it depends on what I have for lunch. Move on. Move on. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so so I miss COVID stats. Okay, yes. so you could That's apply really the idea. principle of COVID style stats to everything okay so for example so you know how sam our son sam does credits of the day okay rather than credits of the day credits of the day is when sam comes into the bedroom to defer bedtime credits of the day and it's it's better we've just put it's the bit when you've he's like had his reading time brushed his teeth gone to bed had a little chat he's probably thrown a sickness wobble about going tomorrow done done his tiny seven-year-old poos done (laughs) done the 20 he does do them at that weird yeah. times again only to he forces one out to defer bedtime yeah. but then we go in and we night night and we put him down and he's getting quite sleepy and then we and then we get then Esther and we get into bed mint tea chamomile tea open a book and there's this look so credit for the day <laughs> dad dad uh, now dad, haven't seen much of you today yeah uh, the, the school run you remember to find my homework book forgot my snack uh, 7 out of 10 mum mum the chicken was a bit dry <laughs> Eight out of ten. Yeah. Um, so you could have, you could apply that. You could apply COVID style stats at the end of the day to everything. Yeah, so, for, ex- for example, um, you know, I, I, um, wife, I noticed 
you made me zero cups of tea today, but I made you one. Or there have sadly been, um, you know... Or we are, you I are assuming, yeah. I mean, fine, but this is assuming that, I mean, you and I are ahead of the curve on being bored with COVID. So uh, the, people are still obeying the rules. It is still not quite May the 17th, is it? No, Monday is May the 17th. And that's just eating in restaurants. It's not till June the 11th or whenever it is that it's like... So we're saying the stats are now boring. There are lots of people who think the stats are terrible and that we've got lots of... Well, but no, but now the stats are zero. Now there are zero deaths. So you're, the peg would be there are now... There, Find on, a way on... of saying I'm going to miss all that death. There, there, is, there, is, there is a genuine movement in the health system to um, apply this, these sort of stats to things like road deaths um so that people have a numerical grasp on risk basically um and then take it in the direction and oh, yes exactly but then you have to take it in the direction of, of, of satire so this silly. today nobody won the lottery yeah or something um, um also i you know you have you have seventy five thousand kind of, people were late for work sorry go on you have a quite a kind of dad style attitude towards maths but you're faintly obsessed with working out how much every tiny thing costs so you know when we go to the barn or when we don't more more often when we don't go to the barn which is our house in gloucestershire gloucestershire it sounded like moira oh Rose we're from around there. here don't worry we've been living yeah. in Glo- glocker <laughs> glocker what's it called gloucestershire oh you don't know who moira rose is because i won't let you watch Shit's creek do you watch it ben what what's the what and moira rose and what is this moira rose is one of the characters and she's got a very weird accent darling Anyone who watches Shit's Creek will think that's amazing. Will they? Will they be laughing? Yes, they will. Out there in podcast land. Yeah. Or they'll just be baffled like me. Speaking of COVID stats, yeah. we have to hurry through this uh, podcast because I've got to get down to Queen Anne Street yeah. for my antibody test. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go and have an antibody test. Because we've had sort of... This is a thing. I could possibly write about my attempts to have a summer holiday. Um, okay. And so we had booked Corfu. Uh, and I for been, half term. For half term. May the 31st. Quite punchy. Booked it ages ago. Yeah. Uh, spent every week on the podcast. I'm asking either Tom Whipple, the science editor, or uh, Charlotte Ivers, the political correspondent. Like, are we going to be allowed to go? Can we go? Who's going to be amber? Who's going to be green? What can we do? The government have scandalously, scandalously put Greece amber... And not made separate travel corridors to the islands, which have very low... Corfu, where we were going to go, scandalously, I say again, had uh, lower rates than... Lower infection, higher vaccine than we do. It's just because of people in Athens and Thessaloniki, which no one would ever go on holiday. uh, 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 There being a lot of COVID there. Um, So I I decided to try to jump ship uh, to Israel. Obviously... (laughs) World events, now, know, <laughs> world, that's yeah. right, like world, world events have slightly moved on. So today is slightly. So I thought Israel, and I'm, because yeah. I'm so stupid and sort of, you know, I got I long for travel agents to come. I got online Sunday morning in bed. Greece cancelled. Let's go to Israel. Immediately booked return flights to Tel Aviv, where I, I've been to Jerusalem. Which were weirdly cheap. Weirdly cheap. Uh, and, and the hotels were weirdly empty. Well, it's, and it was, and I've never, and, 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 and though a Jew, I have never been to because I've never been to Israel because that, that's not a, you know, uh, I've been once You're not to that Jer- kind of Jew. once to Jerusalem for 24 hours for a newspaper thing, but but otherwise, so I'd never been Tel Aviv. Lovely, we'll go there. And your face fell. Don't they tell these people fly in there? Look at these lovely. My face didn't fall. Did it not? I was right. Look at these lovely resorts. Anyway, we could go there. And so I then Googled my Jewish friends of the type who go to Israel a lot, which is about half. I did the same. Did the same. I, I, did, I had my WhatsApps was lighting Hel- up with my Jewish friends. Hello, Joshi. I typed. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, and I said, so you go to Israel a lot, comma, block text, move. Yeah. You know, where should I stay? Where are good areas? What should we do? And the my first one who came back, Guy Ivesha, an, an Israeli hotelier friend of mine, who I wasn't hoping would say, why don't you stay in my wonderful giant hotel? That's absolutely not what we were thinking. No, it's not. I wanted Guy to get... all of our friends with, with house, houses in Israel. Who strangely all our Jewish friends who uh, are mostly in the hotel business. <laughs> uh, but there we, there we go. Hello, it's me. Remember me? I'm going to Israel. Uh, and... Um, and he said, yes, I'm glad you're going. The thing about Israel is, you, yes, you can. it's in green. You can come back. You have to quarantine 10 days when you get there. Mm. So already we couldn't. I'd, I'd already spent 2,000 quid on flights to Israel. I spent the rest of the day with BA trying to get them, trying to cancel the flights. It was can- a difficult day. Cancel them back. right? But we, and then I read from May the 23rd, you can go to Israel yeah. if you've had a double vaccination, which we haven't, or have proof of antibodies. If you've, then you can fly to Israel and have a lovely time. So... I booked antibody tests. £95 was the cheapest one we could get. £89. I'm £89 off today to have my antibody tested. If I've got the antibodies, cunningly, we didn't waste the money on everyone, then we'll try everyone else. And if we've all had COVID, we Although, can go. And then the paper this morning, yeah. on the front of the Times, wherever it is, like Tel Aviv. World War Three. 85 injured deaths in the 40 deaths, you know, Hamas strikes, boom, Israel strikes back. And it's like Israel's, and it's been, we had the conversation, Israel's been basically safe. Yeah. Obviously, ideologically questionable, safe for who, and all, but, but, you know, whether or not you go, we had decided we would go there, and now you, now Tel Aviv is literally under bombing attack. It is a hot spot. Okay. Uh, Yeah. um, Your quest to go on summer holiday. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No, boring, isn't it? Well, it's not boring, but I just wonder... I wonder if Engagement you... rings for men. No, here's a better one. Yeah. Soldiers with BMI of 35 mm. are now to be let in the army. Okay. What, because they, they're just having... I, I don't recruitment. know. But I mean, get, I think 25... If you're, if you're 25 to 30 is over... 30, 25 to 30 is overweight. 25 is... I'm slightly over 25. I'm, mine about 26, mm-hmm. which says I'm overweight, which is a bit harsh. 30... Is obese, I think, and I think thirty after thirty-five is morbid. I think thirty-five is someone who is my height and eighteen stone. I mean, I think Boris okay. was about thirty-three when he was seventeen stone and well, five. Do, eight. I mean, like, bear in mind that um, there are a lot of soldiers who will, like you, have misleading BMI because they are. Uh, but like me and Lawrence Delalio with our absurd Victor Abogu with our absurd musculature but what, they are oh it's all my thighs four square no but it's true though. I just imagine this whole infantry of Christopher Biggins is running through running, <laughs> running at the enemy and I have I have written down here how many will fit in a tank There'll be more from Esther and me in our kitchen after a short interlude. But to find out what I wrote about in the end, why not pick up a subscription to The Times and The Sunday Times and enjoy one month absolutely free? Just search thetimes.co.uk forward slash Giles Corrin has no idea. I've been promised that this will take you to an amazing offer, rather than just a website created by Ben randomly containing all my broadcasting mistakes. Although I'm sure that exists somewhere, it's just going to be up to you to find it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tiffany, Tiffany uttered launch. The jewelers or the pop star? What? I think we're alone now. Yeah. I mean, for whom, for whom would Tiffany resonate as a pop star? What, if you want Children to- behave, that's what they say when we're together. But what would they say if they only knew <laughs> and so we're running just as fast as we can, can. Holding on to one another's hands, hands, trying to get away into the night. And then you put your arms around me and we tumble to the ground and then you say, I, I think, think we're, we're alone now. The beating of my heart is the only sound. I think we're, we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. That's really good, darling. Was it? Yeah, Ben's gonna have to cut it because that that like that contravenes the ten percent rule. <laughs> I don't think anyone would recognise that. <laughs> we would merely argue that I was singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and it would be impossible to argue. Singing with Happy Birthday, Tiffany the Jewelers. Tiffany- and what was the Cone. follow-up song to "I Think We're Alone Now"? Because that know. also got in the charts. I don't know. In 1987. I don't know. You tell me, darling. Um. Oh my God. Come on, or I'm going to check my she phone. She was the female Rick Astley. She was unstoppable. Um, sorry, Tiffany's the jewellers have really... No, no, no. Get... Okay, Tiffany and Co. is its name. Oh, fuck off. Okay. What do you mean? It's called Tiffany and Co. It's got breakfast at Tiffany and Co. No, breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay, it's either Tiffany's or Tiffany... I worked... What did I say? You said Tiffany. It's not called Tiffany. It's either called Tiffany's or Tiffany and Co. I worked at Tiffany's. Yeah? So I know what I'm talking Back about. Back when you had a job. Yeah, it was a good job actually. I liked that job. Yeah, it was good. Or you just tied bows all day long. It was brilliant. I can now, I can, my one skill um, is I can tie a bow around a present that comes comes apart with a single tug. It's good. It's really impressive. Ben's impressed. Ben's like, I'm filing that away. Special skill, tugging. That's why I married you. Ben's head goes into his hands. He knew it was coming. I I just heard the word tugging and I just couldn't bear not to. Tiffany and Company. Yes, what about the, the, the jeweler? Yeah. Engagement rings for men is a thing. They've launched their first engagement rings for men. Right. And there's a thing going, men are going to wear engagement rings. And obviously, Tiffany's want 
everybody to wear diamonds all over their bodies yeah. everywhere. It's the hygienist conundrum. As in hygienists just want you to floss your teeth all the time. Liver specialists want you to never drink alcohol. And Tiffany & Co. want everyone to wear jewellery at all times. And hairdressers go, you haven't had it cut in hours. Yeah. Where Who did it last time? You, yesterday. Uh, so <laughs> Tiffany & Co. want everyone to wear jewellery. You're fine. So they want men to wear jewellery. And there's a whole thing, men wearing it. So I've got a number of directions to go there. I'm like massively against checks Ben's little hands <laughs> massively against jewellery I mean I just think male jewellery just a massive Johnny Depp being an excellent case in point and it's like there's, I've got a couple of paragraphs on signet rings I mean no one who can trace their family like further back than their grandfather wears a signet ring actual I mean actual like Prince Charles does he wear one? No. yes does he? yes okay so that doesn't massive okay, heavy fine. gold one does he? yeah saying tracing it back to I can trace my back to the king uh, <laughs> king Edward the bear so, in mind that you you some of your closest best friends wear signet rings oh, my friends are all twats aren't they it doesn't, if, if I didn't take the bit the, all our ideas are veiled shade thrown at one of our friends, aren't they? <laughs> Everything I have to say, there is somebody who's going to be upset. You just wait until my thing about hugs comes out tomorrow. Oh, hugging. We might, oh, God, have you written about hugging? Yeah, Because I want to do hugging. We can maybe talk about hugging. Let's do hugging after engagement rings. I just think, and it says, it's engagement rings, and one of the things it says, it says to Tiffany and Co. say, because marriage is not between a man and a woman now, it's between a man and a man as well. And I go, yes, the gr- men don't wear jewellery. The... the Marriage between men should mean no engagement rings, which should be the death of the engagement ring, but no. What, they, what, how, sorry, how does that follow? Because men don't, shouldn't wear jewellery. So oh, when, see, when two men get married, there right. should be no rings, no jewellery. Okay. I'm not wearing one now. And the reason I don't even wear a wedding ring... <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says proudly. <laughs> <laughs> just going out for lunch, I maybe. Yeah. Oh, no, dear, I, I'm just... Uh, um, sorry, that was silly. Uh, I, so I don't wear a wedding oh, ring. that was silly. No, wait. No, no, you don't wear an engagement ring because you keep... Because on- I do things. So yeah. what happens is, is that if you, you can lose a fucking finger, if you're wearing it, if you're, if you're out, if you're hammering, if you're chopping wood, if you're mowing a lawn, if you're hammering stuff, if you're doing any kind of work and you catch your ring, fuck off, grinning sorry, at I'm me. Sorry. I, I am very manly. I do a lot of I'm recalling, that sort of thing. No, 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 no. I laugh when I'm nervous and I'm recalling with some stress when you ran into the kitchen with your finger literally yeah. at right angles to your hand. It's horrible to think about. And your, and your wedding ring was on the bottom of your finger and we were miles away from the nearest hospital in the middle of nowhere and I thought you were going to lose your finger. I did as well because I was wearing my super wedding ring. I, on that occasion, I was playing football with my son. Uh, now, when a seven-year-old kicks a football to a small football towards you, it's a ferocious thing. And as I went to save it, I mean, I pulled off an extraordinary save. The little bastard thought it was in. But it kicked my ring finger on my left hand and I'm left-handed which has been dislocated, been dislocated twice before. before and it hit it bent it back dislocated it but it dislocated my knuckle the wrong side of the oh. wedding ring so that it just started to swell and swell this was on boxing day yeah. off to, to Cheltenham General to try and and I was just gonna I was like you pass out the pain is pretty bad anyway from a dislocated finger but it's like survival but the other the way it looks the, the wrong side of, a, of an engagement ring Oh, of a wedding ring. Uh, and I then, so and I got there and I wanted them to, I say, I was begging them to like cut off the ring uh, first before this, cut off the ring so I don't lose the finger. And they didn't have cutting, so they didn't have cutting device. So, and I, there was triage and I had to wait behind people with headaches and children who'd coughed once and the mothers were freaking out with this thing, the finger going black. And in the end, they sent a nurse out with a load of KY jelly for a minute. I thought I was in luck. Uh, and uh, she went and she pulled up my fucking ring off. <laughs> Over the dislocated joint, which sick. was now by now the size of a tennis ball, yeah. pulled it over, and it was, and then they reset it. And, they, oh. and I've now not put the ring on back since because I can't. I mean, a the knuckles got so big from that dislocation, but it's it's you can you can lose fingers. You can what finger would you put it on? Move it to the right hand, which does less in my case. 
Um, it's just like re- men have to men should be out there available to do things at all times. They shouldn't be wearing jewelry and it looks shit. And so I don't want men to engage me. And also, yeah. Have I been talking really fast? Because whenever I listen back to the podcast, I get sad when it's too fast. Uh, a lot of people say they they listen to it slowly, so I wouldn't worry Fine. about it. Um, because you don't wear an engagement ring. Either. I don't wear an engagement ring either because I also do stuff, and it catches <laughs> and it catches on things, and so I and so it's just kept in the safe. And I, I, I'm, and as you know, I, I loathe my hands. I, I, they are, they are so, so porcine and disgusting. And I, so I don't really want to attract any attention to them. So that's why I leave my engagement ring in the safe. But, but yes, also, it's, it's you also can't because get, I you do can't get um, marigold gloves. Over. They rip my marigolds. I'm a big fan of marigolds for everything. Um, and, if, <laughs> and and you've not, not. Sorry, um, I mean, you know. You're just revving up for your boys' lunch with all this <laughs> series of smutty jokes. Yeah, uh, uh, rubber yeah, no, gloves. No, you can't get through a sentence with rubber gloves in it without... My engagement is so huge because when we got when we got engaged, I demanded. You were like, well, don't don't you want a very, very tiny, flawless diamond? And I went, no, I want one the size of a ping-pong ball. I don't care if it's cracked and yellow. Um, okay, so can I can I land you my yeah. the, the column I think you should write? I think you should write about snooker. Oh. So the gods of snooker is a uh, it is a contemporary. Oh, you've got it already. Well, no, I haven't got it already. I but I was thinking about snooker. But go on. The gods of snooker is a contemporary television program. It came out quite recently. I think it's this week. I, mean, I, think, I think it's, it's this just... week. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fresh one, so it's relevant, yeah. and you can be a peg, and you can write about it. And I'm not sure what you're going to say about it, but I think that you were you were you you watched it last night, and you were moved to tears, and you thought you were a bit labile because you were a tiny bit hungover. But I think for all, even for me, snooker's quite evocative of a certain time in the world and a, a period of life, and you do do uh, nostalgia very well. Um, and also there's a and also the conversation we were having last night was about brats you don't get there are no brats anymore that's a separate thing yeah I mean, it the, is a separate thing well, yeah. the, the Alec, the, we talked because Alex Higgins it was all about Alex Hurricane Higgins with all his demons and, 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 uh, and his sort of sexual shenanigans and his drinking and his abusing the referees and his leap he, the, the, the snooker world final against Cliff Thorburn in I think 1980 because Higgins won it in 78 and 82 I think Davis won it in 81 I think in 80 was the one that he made the final and was beaten by Cliff Thorburn and he basically passed out pissed in his seat I mean he couldn't couldn't play in the world snooker final and they were talking to Cliff Thorburn and I nearly I mean I cried all the way through mm. and it's weird and and but they were talking to Cliff Thorburn uh, that was his I think his only world championship but and Cliff Thorburn was like a solid Canadian guy much older than Higgins all the old ones Ray Reardon is still alive uh, in his late 80s and the two and the, so there was Ray Reardon a lovely, well-spoken well former policeman, and they and they get him on there, and, he, and they just talking to Higgins. Why does everybody want to talk about Hurricane Higgins? I won it six bloody times. Yeah. He won it twice, and re- no one. Talk- Everyone remembers these bad boys. And Thorben won it once, and they and Thorben they, is this lovely Canadian guy, and he's like he's like eighty years old as well, and 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 uh, and, and they said um, and they, they showed this stuff, and then Higgins just got pissed and, and threw it away and lost the world. Right. And Thorben goes, yeah, Higgins didn't didn't throw it away the final. I won that final. And it was just like, oh man, it's 41 years ago. And they've got this. And the thing was, by the end, and I was watching, so I had been out for lunch. I'd had a bottle of wine and I was, I was all happy and jolly and the kids were- You were amazingly I was, I was together. Just, perfectly yeah. happy and everything. And, but it's just, I am possibly six hours after drinking, I become, there's a danger. I might become a bit emotional. And funnily enough, I was watching Alex Higgins crying 
while pissed that made me want to cry. But mm-hmm. when he won the final in 82, he, he was, they're handing him the trophy and he's crying and he's calling to his girlfriend, his wife, my poor girlfriend, to bring his baby. And you can see him mouthing, bring the baby, bring the baby. And in those days, they didn't do that. That was long before Pat Cash climbed up the things right. at Wimbledon. It was long before footballers brought out all yeah, their yeah, multiple yeah. babies by 18 different prostitutes <laughs> to, to, to walk them around Wembley. Yeah. It was like, it was a staid environment. And, and Higgins was, but Higgins was just so fucking human. Mm-hmm. And he played snooker really fast and I was a 13 year old kid and I thought that's the way to play it's cool. it snooker was everywhere it's hard for people to grasp now it's everywhere I wanted a snooker table so much mm. um, and I used to stay late at school because there was a snooker table to play to play snooker and, and Higgins and, he, and he'd won this thing but he wasn't just a sort of a drinker and a swearer and the first guy to not wear a bow tie while playing and everything uh, he was. He wanted his baby to be brought, and he, the reason he'd lost the title the year before to Thorburn was because he'd just been drinking and drinking and doing gack and prostitutes everywhere. But the following year, his wife and baby were there in Sheffield with him, so he didn't do all that, and therefore he won the title. And she brings him the baby, and he's crying. And he's got the trophy, the baby, and a fag, and he's just like, and he's crying. And I was just, I was sitting there. Now you, were, luckily, you weren't there because you'd have tried to be nice, but you'd have gone, "Are you crying, darling?" You're crying about the snooker. Do you know what? Sometimes but it's really good to just I, have a good, just be prompted to just have a good ball. I cried for about two minutes and I, and then I stopped crying and I thought, I'm crying. Why am I crying? And I thought, because when I was 12 or 13, I didn't have any friends and I, I just played, I wanted to play snooker and I, and I made friends who would play snooker with me and I was better at snooker. I was good at snooker and people would play snooker with me and I didn't have, didn't go out. I wasn't cycling around to the thing. I wasn't in the, I wasn't, didn't have a gang of mates I was out with like William or anything. I was caught, but I didn't have a sort of exciting 50s childhood, nor did I have an exciting 80s childhood. There was a, I was just watching snooker on the telly. That's mm. all I did. And I was looking at Alex Higgins with his little baby that he'd had and I was thinking about my baby and my childhood of not having any mates and just living in a suburban house and watching snooker all day and I just just cried and then I started crying again and mm. and, I, and I thought of the 80s and the sort of they played the, the music of the 80s and you know how people of my generation they go oh yeah rave cuts yeah the 80s yeah right. that music I remember god do you remember when you were a new romantic and you went to the wanker club whatever it was called mm. the blitz club with Steve and you pissed your own ear and what? you pissed your own ear and you had and you remember losing your virginity when you were 13 around the back <laughs> of the bike shed of smoking crack yeah. I go no, no no I remember eating Finder's crispy pizzas in my bedroom mm. and watching Cliff fucking Thorburn in the world snooker with with my paisley pyjamas and, and, and there's and that's and every, people talk it was just to, you're quite to, a piece about snooker and then what it meant later and go, I, I, a little known fact that I made the semi-final the semi-final of the Embassy World Championship? No, UK Championship. No, the Oxford Union snooker competition. I actually got to the semi-final. I imagine you weren't up against a lot of competition for that. It depends what you say. When playing in the Oxford Union snooker competition, you have, by and large, filtered out the uh, whimsical, brilliant, hard-smoking Irishman who grew up in pubs. (laughs) They are largely not involved. What you've done is you've selected, in the 1980s, you've selected for 60% super privileged public school and then you selected for the ones who worked really hard then you selected for the ones who joined the Oxford Union in the hope of one day becoming a Tory cabinet minister yeah. I was the fourth best snooker player of them right. so you know I was not, not, not in any sense shit but anyway there is a sort of 80s nostalgia piece yeah and I think that if you well it's, it's, a, it's a great subject because it's around at the moment no one's really written about snooker for a while I don't think you've ever written about snooker no you're good you're a good hustler generally and so no funnily enough so my shitness hustler. at snooker was enough to be the sort of best pool player uh, in a in a college bar uh, which is which looks a bit i suppose no wait no but hang on a second didn't you hustle down at that snooker club with bob 
And you and you were so embarrassed about being called Giles that you yes. that you that you wrote your name up on the board yes, as, as Charles. Yes, I was really really good. No, I used to go down to a pub in Camden, the World's End, and uh, and play play pool for money. But you went in those days. You have to write your name on a blackboard. And, and it went you, Craig, thinking, Phil, Steve, yeah, Giles. Giles, and I, I. I think Guy, which Guy. wasn't even much less posh, really. <laughs> I have back to be called Giles. I'll put Tarquin. Yeah. But it's, no, to be to be in a pub in to be in a pub in Camden when you're 17 in 1986 in a Camden pub mm. full of sort of punks and skinheads uh, and uh, really quite noisy and a bit and they're all, and they're all people are gathered around the pool table and they're sort of fivers and te- so the way you, you put money on the table so you, you put money to bag your place to come on the table coins you know and you also put fivers and tenors and you bet on the game and you bet when you're playing and I was I didn't hustle I wasn't so good that I could that I hustling is pretending to be less good than you are and then winning because you're bet- yeah I wasn't good enough to do that I was just quite good at it and it would play for my the bit when they go uh, Giles Giles and the whole place goes quiet right. and they turn Oh, hello. <laughs> I've, just, I've already just come in and said, a pint of your best lager, please, <laughs> sir. I'll just put my name on the blackboard. It's, it's giant. Surname or first name? <laughs> Very hard not to just write Corin. You've been listening to Giles Corrin Has No Idea with me, Giles Corrin. And me, Esther Walker. It's a Wireless Studios production for The Times, produced by Ben Mitchell. You can listen to us on The Times radio app or download from wherever you get your podcasts. To find out what I wrote about in the end, you can pick up a copy of The Times or get a digital subscription. And for the full live experience, tune into my show on Times Radio every Friday from 1 till 4. 